Hello! Hi! Today on Desktop, we're going to be talking about Paper Mario and the Origami King and giving our first impressions. And we're also going to be talking about uh, Velma Dinkley. Is she gay? Please consider liking and subscribing. Let's just uh, let's just jump into our I guess check-ins. How are you doing, Brian Sullivan, my dear friend and co-host of of this great desktop <laughs> episode? I, I'm doing all right. Uh, as you know, I have uh, been playing Paper Mario and the Origami King. I yeah. Other other than that, I'm all right. How are you? Um, Lego had announced yet another Nintendo set, a Lego Nintendo Nintendo Entertainment System. What? Lego Nintendo dogs. <laughs> um, I'd kill myself if that was announced before. Because there's no Castle way to it. It's just a I regular. Just thought dog. about it. It would just be dogs, and there's yeah. no way it would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad that that tickled you so much. Um, but we have a Lego entertainment system now with functional oh, yeah. cartridge. The system opens and closes. And then it comes with a TV with a knob. And when you turn the knob, the screen scrolls. And a little Mario goes through the level. And it's the coolest thing ever. It's $220, which is fucking crazy. Um, where's That's Lego like Peach's Castle? nothing for Legos, right? Like $220 is like... So there's like $15 sets, $20, $60, $80. And then you get to like $160, $200. The most expensive set I've ever gotten, I think... I think it was like 200 bucks i think it was the friends set i don't know why it's so expensive um <laughs> licensing probably anyway so that that was announced i remain hopeful for more mario slash maybe animal crossing sets in the future but uh that has been keeping me going that's what i've been in, into recently uh that's all that's all on my end well what have you been thinking about paper mario and the origami king so far um, first let's where are you in the game let's start there i guess okay so i have i have just completed the uh first ribbon segment so i have destroyed the red ribbon i have compl- i have fought against the earth uh velamental i think that's what they're called and the first of the office supplies of the i've destroyed the colored pencils that was a fun fun battle i liked that yeah same yeah. uh where where are you in this so I have defeated the third Velemental and two of the office supply battles. I'm on my way to the third one right now. Okay. I'm playing it right underneath the camera. Nice. Oh, we can you need to get a <laughs> capture card so we could see your <laughs> see your gameplay as we as we continue our discussion. Um so what are your opening thoughts on this so far? You're probably like what I, eight hours in now? Um I'm not sure. I, I played I've done I just, two ribbons, but I've gotten to the third. Oh, okay. I'm about to do the third. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I I don't know. It's 
it's been fun. I, I have conflicting feelings because I do feel as if the battle system... I think some things could have used a little bit more work in the game before it was shipped. I don't think the battle system is quite as intuitive as they felt it was. And it it's grown on me. It's become easier. And like the puzzles, solving them, sometimes it's... You have, you know, the they only give you the exact right amount of moves to solve the puzzle, yeah. usually. Um, you might have like, if it's one that can be solved in one turn, then they might give you two moves. But otherwise, usually it's you have three moves and that's how many times, how many moves it takes to get it right. And sometimes when I turn on the the circle to rotate it, the direction will change, even though I'm oh, moving that in the same direction. Too, sometimes. I don't like that. I, yeah. I don't really understand that. I don't know why it's not just like a, why can't you just like turn it to the left and have it like move to the left? You know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think there are some things that could have used a little refine refining, but overall, like it's so charming and so fun. I love all the like story beats about it. I think so far from what I've seen, the story is really cute and I'm enjoying it. And I love finding all the toads. I think that's a fun, fun element of, of, uh, of a game is just finding like hidden things in the world. I love that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, what about that... you? How, how are you feeling? I really like the game so far. I think um, kind of like you, I think it's it's really charming. The humor is it's just the right amount. Uh, if, if they went for jokes anymore in this game, I would be really annoyed. But it's really funny. It's charming. The um, the fighting mechanics, the battle system. I really like it. I think it's I think it's very intuitive. I'm still kind <laughs> of getting used to sliding. Uh, I could spin the rings and I'm kind of able to figure things out. But when it comes to sliding, it's just like my brain refuses to add that layer. Oh, uh, it'll of get strategy. worse. <laughs> um, so most of the time I just pay my health tax and I just mm-hmm. kind of brute force it. My only huge complaint with this, and it kind of still stands is there's no original characters in this game other than, you know, we, we do meet some tree friends in the beginning if you'd like to consider those original characters. But other than that, you get King Ollie, Olivia, and that's really it. And that's a little annoying. You could tell that they've done everything they possibly could given the cards that they were dealt, though. They're yeah. really trying to like do as many things as they can with these generic toads. Some of them are not generic. Some of them do have distinguishing features. I think I've come across one with a captain's hat. They're all hats, I guess. Yeah. Uh, professor toad i've come across one with a like a a boating it's like a rice hat and he's like a boat uh operator but yeah they're all they're not like super they just put hats on top of their mushroom they're kind of they're just different colored they're like either pink yellow green blue or red Mm -hmm. and then they just have different hats (laughs) some of them the special ones (laughs) that that was that's like my biggest um complaint and then i've never really cared about people ragging on the game for not being an rpg and i never really cared until now when i'm playing coins coins mean nothing to me at this point in the game i don't know if that changes for you but i have Mm. so many coins i don't know what to do with them i've never really had any reason to spend them yet so my advice to you something that like it took me a while to get used to it. So they have the system where you're supposed to, to give money to toads to cheer you on. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of briefly mentioned that in the beginning, but they don't really ever talk to you about it. Like it being important. I found that 
when you give them like 500 tokens, like later on, if it's like a very hard fight, you give them like 500 tokens, they will actually move the enemies around and like start solving the puzzle for you. They'll give you health. They'll give you items like it. It's worth it because then you'll finish the finish the fight and get like, you know, a thousand gold or something, you know, whatever, however much you get because you got the puzzle right and you did it, you know, with the the attack bonus and everything. So it's it's worth it to to use that uh, game mechanic that they give you. Okay. because other than that, like I have no incentive to really fight enemies. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I run away. I run away from a lot of enemies that because mm-hmm. it's just like, I mean, I have a bunch of coins, so and yeah. I that's the only real reward you get. You get confetti, but I mean, there's trees there, and flowers, there will, and there will be later times in the game where there is not as much environmental ways to get confetti that you have to like you run out and mm-hmm. you need to get some to fill something. So like killing a monster is the yeah. easiest way to get it. Yeah, I, I still hit points where I'm like, man, like shit like i hit this enemy and i have to fight them and like i don't like yeah ugh, i just want to get to where i'm going um but there are, there's a point where olivia will tell you hey you've leveled up a certain amount to where if you hit a goomba on the head with your hammer in the overworld now it'll just die yeah. which is like thank god um yeah. but so if, that kind if of it fixed, runs up on you and surprises you you still have to fight <laughs> you still have to fight so you, yeah. you there's that risk reward thing um finding the toads is is great um mm-hmm. i i've i mention it every so often but i follow a youtuber named arlo and uh he kind of pointed this thing out and it kind of it 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 surprised me to realize this but it's kind of like this nintendo thing where in breath of the wild you have the korok seeds and mm-hmm. mario odyssey you have the moons everywhere and then in Even pokemon in, you have the diglets yeah and the new uh, pokemon expansion and now this we have toads and i think mm-hmm. adding that new layer in games in general it's always just a fun little thing. It gives players yeah, just more a game within a game. Just, just kind of walk around, look look for mm-hmm. the toads. I I've had a really good time. They all have unique dialogue, which is which is really fun. Um, and unlike Pokemon, uh, whenever you see we save a toad, and they're like, "Oh, thanks." You see them walk back to town. Yeah, yeah, you can I noticed follow that. Follow them. It doesn't yeah. cut to black. Yeah, they leave. Yeah, and it's so neat because like. 10 15 minutes later you're doing your own thing and you get a ding on the top right of your screen and it's like oh this toad just made it back to the shop the shop's now open Mm -hmm. and that is so cool to me i love that because i'm like did they just vanish or did they actually real time walk back or it it makes it feel like it's like a real like oh they just got settled in like that's so Mm -hmm. i that little detail um i I noticed made me so happy i love that um but yeah, I, I just think, you know, lack of original characters is my biggest complaint. Everything else about this has, has been great. The combat system is a little eh, but I can, as of right now, where I'm at, I'm I'm able to look past it. Um, I, I find the boss battles fun. Um, I've fought, let's see, three of the uh the elementals i fought two of the stationary objects or stationary mm-hmm. tools i fought two mini bosses um that are all boss battle format and i think i really like that the the minion one i don't like very much just because it's so like 
it's so repetitive feeling they throw eventually like when you meet like uh when when booze start like becoming a, a monster you see and stuff there will be some some new things like they disappear after like you'll see them when you enter the battle and then about a second later they disappear so you have to remember where they are so that kind of adds a layer um, uh-huh. that i think was interesting and i wish more enemies had like a special thing because i think that's what it's lacking a little bit for me it, it feels very repetitive in that sense um and i don't like items breaking games game developers uh, that hasn't stop. happened to me yet but i'm, stop I'm waiting making for it items that break i like or if they do make it last a while i don't want to have to play a resource game with my fucking items to like make sure i have them and it doesn't quite especially even if it's sense. like a necessary thing because it's like yeah. you have a row of those spiky things and it's like i have to use the iron boots yeah you have to unless you try to maneuver them to do what and that kind of goes on my other complaint i didn't like color splash kind of does the same thing where there's no strat. There's not a lot of strategy in the fights. Like whenever I'm in a battle, there is a correct answer. There is a correct yeah. series of things you need to do in order to expertly get through this battle. And if you don't do that, you're just in this weird clusterfuck of like, okay, well, now I just need to. You're penalized, like almost yeah. like, like it's funny because you you're either good at it and then it's super easy, or you mess it up and then it's a shitstorm. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I don't know. It, they're all the battles are just puzzle. They're slide puzzles, and yeah. so um, that's fine. Like I've managed to have a good time up until this point playing it, but it's just this. You know, I hate to say it, but the fact that this game is called Paper Mario, I cannot help but compare this to other games mm. also called Paper Mario. Um, did any of the other have, Paper Mario games have like a combat system or was it all overworld combat? Um, the first two games had turn-based combat similar okay. to, uh, have you played the Mario and Luigi games? Yes. It's, it's I played very Inside similar. Story or Bowser's yeah. Inside Story. Yeah. The, the fighting mechanics in that series is very, very similar to Paper it's Mario. Very RPG like. Yeah. Um, you press A rhythmically whenever you like jump on enemies and all that other stuff yeah um that's one of my favorite parts about the battling system i like doing that like it feels so good yeah getting the excellence yeah the the boosh that happens when you expertly do the hammer uh with the explosion you get the that sweet 14 damage on a row of goombas Ugh, Mm -hmm. it's great um but yeah there's no strategy i well i think it you, you know what i mean there's an exact answer there's a way to do everything it doesn't feel like i'm being creative i have as well is it there's no multiple solutions to finding things you can't play the way you want to play you usually kind of forced to do what they want you to do yeah Yeah. um but uh yeah i i'm still so surprised that i like this game as much as i do um Mm -hmm. i went into it with like center of the earth low expectations of this game i uh it was really hard for me to decide to buy it in the first place because i had read uh i don't know if you read the interview um or heard of it yet but the, the producer, one where they talk about not being allowed to make or original characters yeah. yeah um 
But I read this interview where the producers like, yes, in Sicker Star, we're not allowed to make any new characters that impede on the Mario universe. Hmm. So we have to get creative. Um, and yet he's like, what does that mean? Like, so I didn't not quite allowed, understand that. They're not allowed to make a new character that had never has never existed before. There's only allowed to use characters from current Mario okay. games and they're not allowed to change them in a way that would make them look unique from their generic form, I guess. Like with Toads, right? They yeah. cannot take off that Toad hat thing that they have. Sure. And they can't take off their, like, you know... Yeah, and same thing with, like, the Goombas and the Koopas and stuff. Like, their shells can't be, like, a different color or anything. There's, like, mm. green and there's red. Um that's kind of lame. Yeah, it's it's just so frustrating. It was so disheartening yeah. to read. And they were talking about like, yeah, we've listened to the fans about the RPG mechanics, but we want to keep things different so that people working on the games, you know, are able to stay interested. But it's just like, you know, they would be able to, they'd probably be more interested if they were allowed they to make were. original things. Um, and then at the end of it, they were like, all I do, all I ask is that fans keep an open mind. And it's just like, well, it's damned yeah. if you do, damned if you don't. Because, like, if I have an open mind, I'm still giving them my money. I can't take mm. back my money if I don't like the game. So it doesn't matter if I'm vocal about not liking it. They have my money now. Yeah. So what reason would they have to change anything if, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. I ended up buying it, and I was very pleasantly surprised. I, uh, I really enjoy this. Uh, I'm still devastated that there's no original characters and that will always be a part of every conversation I have about this. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's, I, it's just so that's all that's left I, now. Yeah. I guess like for me, I'm like, so the, they do kind of still have original characters in the sense of like, they had the stationary bosses and they have like, so that, that's why I'm confused. Cause I'm like, they clearly oh, are creating well, stuff. Well, that doesn't impede on like the Mario universe. Like that's an inanimate object. That's not like a creature that like gotcha. you know yeah but even they, the elementals are origami they're they yeah. don't they're not like actual creatures that are like it, you know like they're more of an I actual object what you mean sure yeah like i'm sure if that thing had a pair of eyeballs uh, and had a, a more of a personality <laughs> big red flag like can't do it you know <laughs> yeah interesting i don't know i just that's kind of that's that's very disappointing it, it doesn't surprise me given nintendo and it's just so I, weird like yeah. luigi's mansion 3 had a bunch of original characters yeah. and the mario and luigi games have always yeah. been very unique mm. and mario odyssey had a plethora of like 10 billions of new designs um it's just weird that yeah it they would put that limitation on another studio yeah huh. and like even luigi's mansion wasn't made in-house that was like made yeah. by an outside so i don't know it's weird <laughs> it's such a weird limitation yeah, I, I still can't quite wrap my mind around it i i understand on a base level i get what you're saying like they're not you wouldn't expect to see uh a thing of colored pencils in the mario universe like in odyssey or something but like in odyssey might like I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's strange. It's like I just think because 
those pencils don't have like a face it's just more of like yeah an inanimate object that's like moving and the personality is coming from the dialogue that it's talking about like it so that's my interpretation sure um i'm sure because we aren't the only people talking about this interview lots of other people are so maybe they'll release a clarification or something of this rule um (laughs) or maybe it'll be brought up again in five years in the next paper mario's announced but like no because they'll just they'll just kind of say the same thing i'm sure or if either the restriction will get lifted quietly and we won't know it or they'll just kind of be like hey guys we're doing our best to like come up with a game that you can play without and it's also i think he said like oh what do you what do you have any ideas for the next one he's like oh we got to think of another paper gimmick yeah and it's just like oh i gotta think of another oh your water bottle your bottle oh very spooky <laughs> but anyways um i would highly recommend paper the new paper mario to anybody uh as of right now um i'm sure we'll get into like a a review i think later. it's fun the only thing i can think is like i don't know i i think there's a lot there's a lot of cool stuff i think i think we'll give it a full review probably after we finish it uh but yeah right now i enjoy it i'd recommend it as well yeah it's it's nice um what's next nintendo what's next what's next um pokemon emerald pearl (laughs) (laughs) no we're gonna get another remake of red and blue as long as they have a Dunsparce evolution, I'm fine. Pokemon Dunsparce Chronicles. <laughs> Dunsparce. Let's go Dunsparce and... Let's go Dunsparce and let's go uh, Dunsparce. They're both... Do yeah, they have diff- Does Dunsparce have a, uh, a visual difference between genders? No, I don't think so. Even better. Uh, it, you just choose the gender you're dun- Dunsparce. You can have a shiny version. One could be shiny. <laughs> Oh, there you go. It's like pinkish. Pokemon Ranger yeah. or not Ranger um, Mystery Dungeon, but they're all done sparse. Yeah. Where's the ROM <laughs> hack? Um, but speaking of of uh, Velma. Speaking. Here... Of, wow. I, I seem to be in in some sort of strange land. Uh, there's You're a kind of in the middle of the street there. Up in that house, I bet. Oh, no, the mystery machine's behind you. Oh, Brian's wearing headphones. He can't hear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, so Velma, I I believe James Gunn announced or was asked. I don't really Um, understand how it came about. I think the showrunner of Mystery Incorporated announced it first, and then James Gunn uh, announced that having seen that first announcement. Yeah, so the first announcement was that she is supposed to be a coded gay character, I believe. Is that yes, correct? I believe so. Uh, or did they explicitly say she's gay? Um, I think that they explicitly said that she... she, The showrunner said that they are not in charge of all Scooby-Doo canon, but okay. as far as the continuity of Mystery Incorporated, Velma is gay. And went on to say that her relationship with Shaggy in the beginning of the series was as awkward as it was Mm -hmm. because she was gay and she makes makes sense. I've been I've been in a straight relationship. 
Um, and then shortly after making that announcement, James Gunn also came out and said, not to that, be outdone, <laughs> um, that he wrote Thelma to be gay and yeah. the original Scooby-Doo script and yeah. the, and Warner brothers, um, watered it down to her, watered it down to the point where she had a boyfriend, yeah. uh, in both movies. So yeah. <laughs> he, he has said that he, he considers Velma to be gay in those movies. So we have, we both have a lot of feelings. You and I have already uh, briefly spoke a little about this. Yeah. I think you worded it best. So I'll let you kind of say, I your don't what I, said. Opinion <laughs> for, I think you said uh, something like they're not gay until we see it on camera or like, yeah, you don't get credit for creating a gay character or, or allowing a character to be gay. If we don't either see it in the book, see it on the, the show, see it in the movie. If we don't see it, then it's not representation. It's, it's you. Uh, I don't know if it fits gay baiting or if that's like, I know gay baiting is a, is a specific thing. I don't know if there is a word for like retroactively, telling people that a character is gay even though it's pulling a rowling it's um what is it it's uh it's some sort of like fake ally like what is it called there is a word anyway it is very rowling-esque with the that i think she kind of kick-started that whole uh she opened this can of worms that that people do this now with characters where um and not to not to get too ahead of myself it is exciting for people that velma is announced gay like there are like and it's even people. like in the context of a show that has stopped running yeah. i think four years ago like this yeah. one version of scooby-doo and a rejected pitch of the movie mm-hmm. she's gay. so and like it's it's funny because the character has always resonated well with like uh there's like a meme that I've seen relatively recently that's like uh, it's them and I think the first or second Scooby-Doo movie and it's like uh, Daphne's for the gays and Velma's for the lesbians and it's like the two of them side by side in their outfits uh, and like everyone seems to be in like a pretty like fine agreement in that like Daphne's yeah. for gay men and Velma's for lesbians uh, and so I think it's exciting for for lesbians for other gay people to see like oh wow I that character is gay and it's very easy to be just, I don't want to say, um, I don't want to say naive cause I don't think that's the, the, that's not what I feel, but it's very easy to just kind of ignore the fact that, Oh, it wasn't shown on screen, but like, Oh, that is a gay character. Cool. Like confirmed. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of shitty. You know, it's, it's another one I- of those things where, I think that they take a by making this announcement, um, they yeah. are kind of taking away any of the excitement or hype that will come from the creator, or screenwriter, or director that makes a brings a version of Velma mm-hmm. to a screen that is actually gay. Yeah, if that um, ever happens. <laughs> yeah, it. That's just that's yeah. the weird part for me because like, I agree with you. I think it will happen. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's only a matter of time, I think. Maybe. Um, maybe. See, here's my thing with Dumbledore. Um, I 
okay, you know, you don't show it throughout the, the books, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. You announce he's gay after the books are done. Cool. All right. You know, not a, not a big deal, but like you don't get credit for writing a character that you didn't write. You know, you didn't write him to be gay. Um, but you had like in JK Rowling's in her sense, the uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them came out. Yeah. And uh, multiple opportunities. Th- there are multiple opportunities. And even like. I think was she she obviously had to be the one to say that uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald were in a relationship at some point. Yeah. And in the movie, instead of has not even, happened yet, instead of even referencing that, because I'm pretty sure we're past the point where they had been in a relationship. Um, they were it was in their youth uh, that they were. But instead of referencing that at all, even one line, the line we get, which is it, it fresh. It makes me mad. Uh, it's one of the characters talking about how they had a bond as close as brothers. That is so that pisses me off. Yeah, the, the Sappho and her friend. Uh, yeah, yeah like, I read it. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that is, is so frustrating. <laughs> It's really annoying, and it's also interesting that both of these properties are owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, now, I don't. I definitely think that ninety percent of the blame is on J.K. Rowling because she definitely she it, created Harry she, Potter. She she has I, I a think lot. She of, had a she yeah, has a lot of, a movie, lot of I, I think leverage. If J.K. Rowling says a character's gay and pushes for it hard enough in the movie that she's writing, I'm sure Warner Brothers would cave and do it. A smaller creator, I feel like they would encourage. Yeah. But um, Warner Brothers, I mean, it's a show, but I mean, they also own Steven Universe. Uh, yeah. And they, they, you know, a lot happened in that yeah. show. So I, I think I don't that know one, the... Steven Universe kind of skirts by a lot because it's these, like the beings are technically not human. I They're think. like thin bodied, so... though. Yeah, but I think they get away with a lot because they're just like, oh, they're just gems, you know, they're aliens, yeah. they're not. So I, I think they get away with a lot more. It's probably uh, it, it's disappointing because like we're in the year 2020 and we still can't just have characters that are just gay on screen and have it not be a big deal, which is like that's ultimately what I want is I just want to like be consuming media, find a character that's gay. I mean, paranorman that was so crazy like that was probably one of the first instances where i was like in some sort of like cartoon um format some sort of like it was stop motion animation but um it like that that was the first gay character very natural to you what's that yeah it was also just pretty natural it wasn't like yeah it was a totally just like nonchalant like at the end like that's it I'm gay. I have a boyfriend. And then you're like, cool. I I remember watching that movie and being very shocked. And like, it's nice to see that representation. I mean, people who, if you are represented in media all the time, you don't really understand, I guess, how it feels when you see something that like, is like anything kind of remotely related to you. Uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe that's why people don't care as much. I don't know. But it would be cool for people to see that. Uh, see Dumbledore be just like one line of like, oh yeah, we used to be in a relationship or anything to prove on screen or in a book that he, that they yeah. are gay. Velma more, or... more than just a tweet. 
yeah um, more than just a and tweet. we're still getting tweets this whole scooby-doo thing was done i think through twitter yeah um yeah it's it's weird it's it's very weird um good for velma um but you know maybe i'm thinking about this wrong actually because maybe and i'll make this brief but like maybe i should be happy that what for whatever reason they weren't allowed to do it but now like they're like warner brothers is like essentially like being put in the spotlight you know now yeah. for not having done it and because like we didn't know that before they're on the defensive but, now like they're more yeah. saying like hey we fought for it and now that we all know about it mm-hmm. there's going to be way more eyes on them when they make scoop two or oh, what other whatever think, yeah. new scooby-doo media like this is going to be a more prominent yeah. question and interviews and stuff yeah mm-hmm. it'll, it'll yeah. be interesting um but yeah um i think i think it's weird good for velma but we'll we'll ha- i'll save i'll save my final opinion for whenever the next scooby-doo thing comes out like <laughs> we've had two I, new scooby-doo shows and a movie yeah and you know like it's I don't just, think it's we'll just see so it. weird like oh okay I, like, I think our best shot at seeing it was the live action movie like the the two live action like uh i think those were not the like cartoon network live action ones i mean like actual james gunn live action yeah i i think that was our chance i don't know if we will ever see that again unfortunately maybe in the future maybe if they ever remake those movies (laughs) i see it uh i see it a little above that i i'm giving it like a 25 percent chance we're gonna see something soon. Not soon. <laughs> when I say when I say soon, we're, I'm talking tomorrow. Time. Like Warner oh, the Brothers, pandemic will be are over. You listening? <laughs> if I don't, if I don't see Gay Velma <laughs> in three days, Scoop's gonna get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anywho, what are your thoughts on on the on Velma's announcement? Question mark. Um, or your thoughts on paper mario origami king yes. uh, don't spoil it for us yet though drop us a line at Deskpopcast on all social media platforms or in the comments down below if you've enjoyed this episode uh consider liking and subscribing we have other episodes we have let's plays we have animated segments and then we also have another thing um late to the party which i, I saved for last uh how on brand for that um yeah this has been desk pop again thanks for watching um you know have a fantastic life if we don't see you again goodbye see ya